You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to FUVFC, WFUV's soccer podcast. we got a whole lot to talk about today. I've got Mir Gory with me in the studio. Mir, how are you, man? Doing all right. I just got to say this again. It's pretty rad that you have an intro that you introduce yourself. I know. Isn't that so? Isn't yeah, that I, I, I loved it. I, I really like it. It's so clever. <laughs> yeah. Th- thank you, me, for introducing me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of introductions, we've got Christian Hoban on the line with us. Christian, how's it going, man? You know what? I'm doing pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it, Christian. You know, Christian just... He doesn't put his the podcast at the top of his list. Obviously, you know, he's at home right now for Easter break and everything. I tried to get him to come in. I was like, listen, I'll pay for your cab. I'll pay for anything. And he's just I like, no, yeah, you absolutely not. from Philadelphia? <laughs> Family first, I guess. For this I listen, for listen Christian, FUV, you're a real important part of this podcast, man. We, I wanted to get you you're here regardless. You're the good writer for NYCFC. Exactly. That's what I'm reporter, saying. Sorry. Yes, yeah, they're, exactly. They're in Philadelphia in two days. Oh, so I heard you're going to the oh, game. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, there. that's his excuse. Hopefully. It's not because it's Easter. It's just cause it's, it's just because he wants to go yeah. to the, well, Philly, the game Easter. in Philly. It is Easter, but yeah, <laughs> games in Philly this weekend. Yeah, so, but they've been they've been up and down, man. NYCFC. I don't know what to make of them. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about them in a second. Just want to get through what everything that we're going to talk about here in this wonderful podcast. We've got obviously NYCFC. We've got Christian on. He's our NYCFC beat reporter this season for the station. Then we're going to talk a little bit of the BPL, as we always like to do here. We're, we're very uh, BPL-centric. We like to we got a lot of BPL guys here. We'll talk about Spurs. We'll talk about Arsenal. We'll talk about Chelsea. And then we're going to get it. We're going to talk a lot about last night's game between Juventus and Barcelona. That is a... It's a it was a... It was... I don't know how Mir feels about I it. Got, I got some really big hot takes. Because I, I know he's not a Juve fan, but I think uh, he's a I'm very an Italy he's a big, fan. He's a big Serie A guy, yeah. so we'll we'll get into that. I'm excited to see what uh, what Mir says about it, and then we'll wrap up with uh, talking about the unfortunate events yesterday in Dortmund, and we'll talk about the game will be finished. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so that game will be finished by the time we end up finishing this podcast. So maybe a, a little bit of commentary on that, and then we'll preview. The games that I have, be- I believe that, that that have just started the Real Madrid and Bayern game, and then what's the other game? Atletico Madrid and Leicester, and both those right. games are scoreless currently. And I'll, I'll announce That's not it. Surprise, and I'll announce it? it right now. Monaco has beaten Dortmund three two. Yeah. So that 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 score me. just went final. I'm surprised by that. We'll talk about that later yeah, yeah. in a little bit. But Christian, we're gonna bring yeah. you in here, man. NYCFC. Since the last time we talked about the team. April 1st, on April Fool's Day, they won 2-1 over San Jose. Uh, they went down one nothing early on in the game. They brought it back to 2-1. I mean, fair enough. At San Jose, that's a team you need to take care of at home. But then they went to D.C. and lost 2-1 to D.C. United. D.C. United, not a fantastic team last season, or it looks like they're going to be this season. They're not really at the top of the Eastern Conference where NYCFC wants them to, wants to be. So tell me, what do you make of this team so far? You you, you hinted at it earlier, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you give your take. It's... Uh... They're just so inconsistent, and I think it's the inconsistency in the midfield. They're trying to figure out what to do without Lampard, where the creativity is going to come from, where the control of the ball is going to come from. We know that they've got great ability up front with David Villa and Jack Harrison and those guys, but it's getting the ball up front, and I think that's where they struggled the most early in the season, just inconsistency, keeping possession and being creative and getting service to guys like Villa and Harrison. Yeah. And, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, and it's just a problem finishing. I mean, they go they go down 2-0 in the first half to D.C. Then the second half, they dominated possession, and they've dominated shots in the game, and 
they just couldn't break. I mean, Villa scored late in the 84th minute, I believe, to bring it back within one. But they should they should have had a point uh, on the road there in D.C. The way that they played, they just couldn't break through to get to get back into the game to get the draw that they probably deserved the way they played. So I think it's just inconsistency, and I think they'll be fine because they've got the talent, but I think they just got to figure out what to do without Lampard. And I think that's mostly on Vieira, the manager. Um, but I think, you know, give him a little time. I mean, it's only five weeks in. So, Christian, that that was actually going to be my question before you even mentioned Lampard. I, I just I was wondering, you know, who the replacement is, but I guess you're saying Vieira has to, has to find some sort of uh, an alternative. Obviously, it's too early to uh, to tell, as, as as you just said. It's only been five weeks. Um, do you think that there's a potential target that NYCFC could go uh, to, uh, who's that they're looking for uh, to replace Lampard, or are you not sure that they're, they're, like well, is there not really a clear direction right now? Well, the the guy that they brought in in the offseason, Maxi Morales, has stepped in and played well. It's just. He hasn't he, done the Lampard role, really. He hasn't found the Lampard role, and he—he's—I mean, he's new to the team. He's new to MLS, so I mean, it's you know just an adjustment period. He's very creative. He's a very good player, and he's already—he scored a brilliant goal earlier this season. But it's just right. Yeah, Maxi's Maxi's fun. That's why I was a little surprised. I mean, you know, Lampard's obviously a great, but I never necessarily associate with Lampard as the the fun type of player. Like his position's right. more of the glue yeah. guy. So I'm just kind of wondering, do you think in your opinion at least is what's your prediction? You think they're going to end up having to get an additional guy, an additional glue guy cuz Maxi to me personally just watching him over the years, Maxi doesn't seem like necessarily the true glue guy, but much more of a uh, I guess commodity player that does some unique things in a very very special fashion, but overall doesn't have the, uh, I guess, the overall footballing ability or soccer ability that um, that would replace a glue type of player like a Lampard. Right, and I think I think they're looking for that kind of by committee. Um, okay. I, the, the, I don't think they're looking for one guy to step up and play the Lampard role because I don't think you really can that kind of guy again. Fair, um, fair, they're fair. leaning. The, uh, Jack Harrison's been playing a little further back. He usually was last season was playing farther up on the wing next to David Villa, but he's been hanging back a little bit more. Um, Has that worked uh, for Maxi him? Morales, a, a little bit. Um, he's he's looked less impressive um, attacking, but he's he's been effective in the midfield. Um, obviously, he's not Lampard, but Rodney Wallace has been hanging back a bit. He's got a couple goals this season. Um, so I think they're kind of looking to do it by committee. I mean, obviously, Pirlo is Pirlo, but he's 37. Um, so I think they're they're really trying to piece it together. And I think... I think, obviously, you can't get a player who does exactly what Lampard did, but I think they can put together all the things Lampard did through other players, through bits and pieces of uh, the game from other players. And I think that's what Vieira is trying to do. Christian, NYCFC sitting in six right now in the East. I mean, only six games played for most teams, or excuse me, five or six games played for most teams. Mm-hmm. Who who else are you worried about right now in this Eastern Conference? Because NYCFC was the two was the two seed last year, so anything less than that would be a disappointment. I mean, based on last season, I don't know how you feel about that, but I just think from a logical perspective, anything less than a second place finish in the regular season would be a bit of a disappointment. Who are you worried about right now? I know Columbus tops the league. Orlando's got nine points in four games. They've got a game in hand on basically everybody. Atlanta yeah. United has looked really really strong. I mean, it's their first yeah, year, but they, they look fantastic. Who do you, who do you, who are you who are you fearful of in the East? Uh, I'm fearful of Orlando and uh, Atlanta. Um, Chicago, New England, uh, and Columbus are also in front of New York City right now. 
Um, but I'm not as fearful as them because, you know, they're they're fine, but New York City's talented. They're just inconsistent so far. But Orlando and Atlanta have been very impressive to me, especially Atlanta. 13 goals in five matches uh, leads the Eastern Conference. Um, they're on eight points, um, but everybody's so close together in the East, which yeah. is interesting. The first nine teams in the Eastern Conference are within three points of each other, and Montreal and Philadelphia are really bad at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But everybody else is so close together. I really don't know what to make of it other than Atlanta has a goal difference of eight, and nobody else has a goal difference better than three. So, I mean, they're the team that's most impressive to me early on. And Orlando, obviously, nine points in four games uh, is something to watch out for. Um, they're a game off the lead with two games in hand on Columbus. Um, so I would say Orlando and Atlanta are the teams that would most concern me, even though that's difficult to say, like a tongue twist, or Orlando and Atlanta. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> yeah, I would say those are, those are the concerning teams if you're NYCFC this early on. But, I mean, it's so jumbled up. I mean, I can't really put a finger. Any of these teams could break out of the pack. Toronto's sitting in ninth, but they're, I mean, they're incredibly talented too. So, I mean, anybody could really emerge from the pack here, but everybody's so close together. Yeah, you saw it last season. Uh, anything can happen in the MLS season. It's such a long year. I think it was Tyler Bailey said that like the first couple months is just kind of finding yourself, and then after that is when you kind of make your move. So the first com- couple yeah. months is kind of a, a wash from what I've heard. We're going to switch gears here a little bit. We're going to switch from the team that you cover to the team that you follow. Christian, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> man, oh, man. I may They may be my least favorite team in the BPL, but... <laughs> Del- I, I told you, hey, I told you. I came up to you on campus the other day, and I told you, man, Delhi Alley, my God, what a goal that was. That was outstanding. That, that, you know, what kind of a goal that is? That is that is a world-class goal, is what that yeah. is. It was world-class. That's a superstars goal. And it, it, since they were bounced from Europe on February 23rd, they've won seven games in a row. And they just... Wow. Dominated. I I mean, uh, yeah, that that's the stat. That, like they've been talking more about Manchester United's undefeated streak as opposed to Tottenham's. I that's even, not even a real I, undefeated I, streak. No, 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 that's no, no, not. No, no, that no. doesn't even count. No, Tottenham, no. I'll give them I, an I know, undefeated saying, streak because like, they've been fantastic. Yeah, I'm surprised no one is really like at least I don't know because they're I've Spurs. Heard. Yeah, maybe that. And also why. because they're kind of by themselves right now. I mean, they're not in first, but they're not really getting challenged for second place right now. I mean, Liverpool yeah. has a game in hand and they're five points behind. City is seven points behind. United are ridiculous. 11 points behind them. I mean, they do have a game in hand, but they're on ele- they're 11 points behind Spurs. Spurs are just kind of chilling right now because a lot of people know that they're not going to they're probably not going to catch Chelsea. Believe me, I'm not, I'm not until yeah, until the that. title is absolutely locked up. I am not saying that Chelsea are going to win the title because any as you as we've seen in sports this year, anything can happen. Yeah, and, and I do not I I'll say this. I'll, I'll 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 talk about Chelsea for a little bit here since since I'm on the subject. If Chelsea would have lost against was it the Swan City game? No, I. If they would have lost the Man City game, the Man if City they would have lost that game, they won it two one. But if they would not not drawn, but if they would have lost that game and the lead would have been cut to four points, that would have been trouble. That would have been the first time in a very long time I would have say, okay, like this team we're in trouble right now. Like Spurs are really on our heels, but we were able to fight away. We were able to fight off that or fight to get that win, and Spurs are still seven points behind. Obviously, even though they throttled Watford four nil. This My past concern weekend. is just that Tottenham, like that, they're they're just they're they're gelling. They really they they seem to all like each other. They seem to click. And Chelsea, 
I, I don't know, dude. You just you, you they have to get rid of Diego Costa as soon as possible because he really doesn't seem happy there. We'll talk. We'll and, talk more about Chelsea yeah. in a second. We'll get since Christian's here. We'll get him. We'll get him talking about his boys. But what are your thoughts on Tottenham right now, uh, Christian? I think I think the most impressive thing to me about Tottenham is that they've been scoring all these goals without Harry Kane. I mean, Harry yeah. Kane's been on the shot for a month. They got Vincent Jansen up top, and they're winning four 0 Yeah, and he he hasn't even scored, but he's getting a lot of assists. He's got great hold up play. And Sun Hung Min scoring, Christian Eriksen, Deli Alley, like you mentioned, Eric Dyer scored two goals last week. They're getting contributions from everywhere, and like Mir said, they're just gelling. They're clicking. Yeah, and it's it, it's really fun. To, it's fun football to watch and when I, Tottenham play. I asked you before the podcast, they, they, you know, as we said, they, they seem to all like each other. They seem to be gelling. Do you, do you think Deli Ali's going to be leaving this summer? I don't think he's I, – I think it's too early for him to, to make a jump this summer. I, um, I think uh, if he's going to leave, he'll probably do at least one more season at Spurs. Um, I really hope he doesn't ever leave. <laughs> but I think <laughs> – He sounds I like such I, a Tottenham fan. No, Christian, that's a, that's a great answer. <laughs> He turned 21 yesterday. I mean, it's probably oh, a little well. too soon for him to make to make a jump uh, to somewhere like La Liga or something, uh, make a jump to one of these big clubs. So I think he'll probably do at least another season at Spurs. Um, I'd love it if he did another 10, but I think it's going to be at least another one season in the Premier League for Dele Alli. Christian, I can't agree with you more. I think I think he is going to stay here this summer, but next season it's going to be... You're gonna to want to rip your ears off after after how much transfers talk there is going to be around him because you know Real Madrid yeah, then, and you know Barcelona and you know probably maybe even a couple of the other big clubs maybe even in in Germany are are gonna be are gonna be knocking on their door. I I'm gonna be pretty sad when he leaves, but I'm gonna be okay with it when I see the check that Spurs get. Yo, God, that's gonna be at least that's gonna be at least <laughs> eighty mil. 80. It's gonna be at least eighty mil. At least. I mean, if Bog was a hundred, you know, you're, you're, Yo, yeah. I'm 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 not trying to say that Deli Ali has the marketability like Pogba, but. I mean, the instincts that he has are way better. But he's than also English. That drives up his price. $10 yeah, million. And, and, he's and, English, and he's so young. Yeah, and and his instincts are are. I mean, I I think they're top five, top ten in the world in terms absolutely. of just his instincts and on on pitch awareness is just absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it it, it no one no one was into. Everybody knew when first signed him from uh, Leeds that like he was going to be good, but nobody knew he was going to be this good. He fit in so well immediately, and his instincts. He's just. You know, he's just got something, just got something special. And the scary thing that, is, like, you can't teach. The scary thing is, those instincts don't go away. That's just you know who right. you are. Some people have that, you know, that genius in him, and he seems to really have that. Yeah, he. Re- I mean, it, it's really, it's really something else to watch. And <laughs> honestly, I'm looking at the rest of Spurs fixtures, and I'm thinking there's there's a very real possibility that Spurs can not drop another point. For the rest of the season, and still fall short of Chelsea. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's I mean, true. So done. Chelsea have to drop what seven points? Chelsea, we need fifty. They need fifteen points in their final games, regardless of what yeah, you guys and, do. I mean, even if or excuse me, it's twelve. Somehow, it's twelve points now. It was fifteen after the last game, so it's twelve points. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that's just that. Chelsea are definitely going to get that. I mean, this weekend I've got high hopes for They've, it's gonna, a big, a this big is, United victory at Old Trafford. But other than that, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody can really 
knock Chelsea off their off the path long enough to let Spurs back into it, even if Spurs went out. Christian, looking towards the future while we were just talking about it, man, that in a week and a half, I am so, so excited for that Chelsea Tottenham FA Cup semifinal. Oh my god. Man, oh man. Is that, that is gonna, gonna be, be is that gonna be a fun hurt. game or what? You are I'm coming over to your place or you're coming over to mine and we are gonna we are gonna watch this game and it's gonna be interesting, I'll say that. It's it's it, it's gonna be fascinating. And oh, I'm, it's gonna I'm be. interested to see uh what kind of lineup Pochettino puts out if he tries to, you know, because they got a, a match midweek that week against uh, Palace in the league. We'll try to see if they, if Pochettino's like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, hang back a little bit, or if he's going all in for the trophy. And I think he's going to go all in for the trophy. I agree with you. I, I without, think without without the challenge, like you were mentioning, without the challenge from behind with Liverpool and City, five and seven points back. I think Pochettino has no reason not to go all in for the trophy. And I think with Chelsea seven points up on Spurs. Chelsea doesn't have a reason exactly to rest anybody for that. So that's two full strength top two squads battling it out. Oh boy! At Wembley oh. Stadium. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Hey, you wanted to talk about Arsenal because obviously you're a Spurs fan. Arsenal arch nemesis. We don't three, have to talk about no, 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 no. Just Th- laugh about Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that. You did say that in the email thread leading up to the uh, leading up to the broadcast. But yeah, just. Go ahead. Three no loss to Palace on Monday. I mean, what can you say at this point? Uh, that nothing would make me happier than a three-year contract extension for Arsene Wenger. <laughs> it's it's true. I believe me as a as a rival as a rival club of Arsenal as well. I have no problem with that. But it's just so sad. It really is. Yeah. It really is sad to see such a a great manager or be a great club fall yeah, as far as it has. A, the legacy is going downhill. It is. Despite, it's just. It, it's sad. That's the that's the best way of explaining. It's like you're ruining a portrait, you know, and there's a stain on it. Yeah. And it's like that Mr. Bean scene, you know, in the movie where he stains the portrait and he tries fixing it and he just makes it worse. Yeah. That's what Arsene Wenger's doing. He's like trying to stay on, but he's just making it worse and worse and worse instead exactly. of just accepting that it's time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Christian, well, thanks. Ar- ab- oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to mention that Arsenal are still in the FA Cup, and that would be interesting, a nice North London derby. There's, in the FA Cup final. Are you you one, think you think they're you really think Chelsea. they're going to beat City in this form really? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. No. no, 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 listen. It'd be great to have a North London derby in the FA Cup final, but there's no way that's happening. No there's way. no way. No there's way. no way. Christian, thanks a bunch for coming on, man. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great break. All right. See thanks for having me. See you guys. Thanks, bud. Christian Hoban. Arsenal fan and NYCFC beat writer. <laughs> Let's move away from the BPL here. We got about ten minutes left in the show. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Especially because you're here, Mir. This is Syria. This is your, this is your wheelhouse. Okay, all man. Right. Uh, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa, me... whoa, 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 whoa. Let me introduce the segment oh. first. I know you're, I know you're ready to hop all over this, I, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say. But obviously, Juventus, Ju- Juventus, three no win yesterday. Dybala with a brace, third goal scored by Bonucci. Listen, I, I used to really dislike Juve. But this year, Don't my wheel. my FIFA my FIFA go to team is Juventus. Oh, they're so I, much fun. They're, oh, they're so. But Dybala is a beast. They've got such a great back line. Buffon lets nothing in. I mean, he had a great game. I mean, that save off Iniesta. My God, that's a that's a world class save. And Buffon's like seventy five years old at this point. Like my God, he's been around forever. But anyway, Mir, so, take it away. Okay, so for me, the result was personal. You know, uh, I. My freshman year of college, I was I went to college in Italy in Palermo, and Dybala was there. It was his final year. Uh, I've met him. He's a really cool guy. We're about the same age, and um, you know he always told he he was telling me a lot that he was like you know Messi is just such an unreachable target, but he said you know when you're lucky like me to to be a professional athlete, 
and you're Argentinian and you're playing in Italy and you're playing on, you know, in a foreign country, you have the chance and you have the aspirations to be that messy player, especially if you play the same position. And he was just telling me how, you know, for him, it's, it's such an emotional moment when he plays Messi and, and, you know, I, I, I don't have his number, you know, I, I probably should have asked for it, you know, a couple of years ago, but, you know, I, I really, really wish I had, reached out to him uh yesterday because that was so amazing and they shook hands after the game and just knowing him and seeing the look on his face I mean this is a guy that like I saw you know maybe once or twice a week every day you know at the at the stadium you know training working so so hard and you know you could see the talent but you didn't really think that he would just become that and you know what was so amazing about that game was that Dybala has announced to the world that he is like He's that next transcendent star for the position. He might not be necessarily a Messi or Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo. I was just going to say that. But yeah. he's a transcendent star in you've the sense that You've got to put him world. among the top five yeah, strikers he's, in the world. He's like, a, he's like a slightly lesser version of a Neymar, really, in terms of talent. I'd, I'd but agree I agree with that. His, I think his technical ability, his just— if, I mean, re- look at the shots yesterday. They were both me, dude, beautiful technical I, goals. I've seen him at practice and ju- just nail left corner and right— top left corner and top right corner— Goals. Granted, it's practice, but at such a consistent rate that he's almost hitting thirty in a row. I mean, his his foot is is so golden. I mean, like he needs to win the golden boot simply because he has that kind of ability. And that win for Juventus was was kind of like letting everyone know that Italian soccer is really coming back. Because yeah. a couple of years ago, when when Juventus was in the final against Barcelona. It looked like the Italian soccer was back, but because all the other teams were doing so badly, it looked like Juventus was kind of a blip. Because also they were like, you know, Andrea Pirlo was old. Yeah, you know, everybody was kind of leaving. Tevez, in fact, ended up leaving that summer to Bayern Munich. So people thought that it was kind of like Bayern a, Munich. A, he didn't leave to Bayern Munich. Yeah, Tevez left. Uh, Tevez not, went to. He went sorry, to go. not Tevez. Uh, Vidal. Vidal. Yes, yeah, yes, Vidal yes, ended up leaving for Bayern. You know, so it looked like it was just kind of a blip moment. But this year, Buffon looks like he's on this mission. He's always talked about how he really wants that uh, that repeat of the Champions League final that he lost in 03, if I remember correctly. And so this was just such a huge moment for them. Emotionally. They lost in 03 to AC Milan. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and you know, for for most Italians, this was a huge moment because. Buffon's never won a UCL. That's right. Right, he's exactly. Never won a Champions League. Exactly, okay. and and so f- he's lost two finals. You know, the, the, for me, for him, this is this is very personal because this is really the only thing he has to win still. Yeah. Um, and you know, for for Italian soccer, this was a huge moment because it looks like Inter's coming back. Milan has this, you know transcendent young Italian stars on the team. Juventus looks like it's finally putting together all those strings of 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 d- uh, talent development and and buying players and finally showing it on the European stage it just this game looked like an announcement to everyone that you like italian soccer is coming back but again we have to recognize barcelona lost three nothing to psg lost in the four first nil. Le- four nil lost four and then nil. ended up coming back in the second leg so you we have to be careful we have to realize that we care that, that exactly we have to be careful there are they're going to be playing the Bernabeu, so the, uh so there is a little bit of a concern but the nice thing is, is that you're playing with a Juventus team that has that kind of back line with Bonucci, uh, Barzagli, and um, and Chiellini, with Buffon obviously being the leader. I really like this Juventus team. I I think if they can keep these players together, this is actually the beginnings 
of a strong Juventus class like the mid to late 90s that they had. Um, as you know, as a Palermo fan and a, and a Milan supporter, sort of supporter or sympathizer, I guess, and it, at least in my family, <laughs> everyone has always been kind of a Milan fan. Um, it was a little painful seeing them do so well. Yeah. But it was also a very positive thing because people don't realize that in the Champions League, when, when one of the, the teams in your league ends up winning or going far, part of that money comes back to all the other and teams. And you also get more allocation spots exactly. in the tournament. And, and if we look, and not to get too political or economic, but but Italy's economy is, is nowhere near Spain's. Yeah, uh, it, it really struggles. There have been a lot of corruption scandals. Granted, Spain always has those, but they're mostly soccer-related. They're not government yeah. widespread italy has has had this issue for the last 10 15 years and so you know this this was a positive moment for italian soccer so you know yesterday i can tell you all my friends in italy and i we we actually found it to be an emotional moment because also a lot of us really support buffon as a leader of, of italian soccer and as you know he we all feel like he deserves this um so this was huge but the thing that got me more frustrated more than anything uh, yesterday was actually the uh, the bombing. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that here if if you if you want to. Yeah, I I'd, uh, I'd like to transition to that because I think I think we touched up on Juve. And no, it's it, no, it's a real it's a real unfortunate situation. Yeah, how a bomb exploded near the uh, Borussia Dortmund team bus on the way to Signal Iduna Park yesterday. Unfortunately, Mark Bartra was rushed to the hospital with minor injuries. Thankfully, minor injuries, but that's I mean that he's a. He's a starter on. It's not like it was yeah, some third string backup and goalkeeper. It was announced, like it was uh, like, like he's major. It was announced a couple of hours ago that he had surgery on his arm and his wrist, and he's going to be out for several weeks. I mean, he had he had foreign bodies in his in yeah. his arm, which in in this instance, uh, apparently in the bomb, they had a lot of small uh, metal pieces. Yeah, uh, the just, shrapnel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you know, I, I'm. I know that the Angola uh, attack in 2010 on the bus was pretty bad, but I don't remember the players getting hurt. This this is actually really concerning to me because, Very. you know, it, it, it really dampens the effect. And, and soccer and football in general is supposed to bring the world together. And it's extremely concerning that that this is happening, and I was very upset with the fact that they played today. And as I, I think you were telling me earlier that uh, Monaco beat Dortmund. Yeah, Monaco has uh, it just went final when we started recording. Monaco three two winners over Dortmund today. And I just Mbappe he, with a brace. You know, good for him. That's great. But I just I don't think it was fair for Dortmund. I mean, I I know for you it, it was okay that they played today, but. If I just experienced a bombing, and I'm especially that backup goalkeeper on Dortmund who's sitting next to Bartra when he got hurt. No, that he's a Berkey is the starting goalkeeper. Oh, starter, sorry. Yeah. I I would be concerned uh, going into that game. Like I would be personally, I'd be a, a bit rattled because, you know, this is a bomb. This isn't like you know uh, uh, some hooligans showed up and 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 kind of like made this like a weak attempt that this was basically this was basically a terrorist attack. Yeah, this is this was a, this was basically a terrorist attack that that you know could have killed people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think uh, thankfully I think th- there have been no uh, uh, deaths and and only really minor injuries to Mark Bracha, but but still I I really think there should be some better protocol from UEFA. Uh, on 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 these sorts of things because unfortunately this is becoming uh, a commonplace in in soccer as as in in this past Euros uh, the Croatian uh, fans were th- were throwing uh, uh, mini grenades and 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 firecrackers onto the field and in fact I don't know if you remember one of the moments there was an explosion 
uh, right next to one of the players, and he had to be subbed out. Yeah. Um, now, thankfully, he wasn't hurt, but but still, this is becoming a common thing, and it's extremely concerning for Europe as a whole, politically and social, uh, you know, socially. But but this is, you know, football must be preserved because it's it's a way to get people together, and the fact that this happened, I think, might bring people together, but. It, it's, it, I just I was really unhappy with how they handled the the rematch not the rematch but just rescheduling the rescheduling. No, it's I I it's a real shame what happened. I just think that Dortmund as an organization uh, conferred with the players and had a conference with the players and the players said they wanted to go ahead and play this game today. So I think that and the Dortmund never would have played this game if the players were not okay with it. So I think if if it's there. I mean, it's their decision. If they want to play, that's fine. Obviously, it really didn't work out for them today, but they've got a second leg in Monaco, and they've got... I mean, it's only one goal down. They, they get an away goal, and all they need is a 2-1 win, and they're th- and all they need is a 2-1 win, and they're through without even extra time. So I think I think that... um, I don't know. I just think that if if it wasn't needed, or if they didn't want to play, they wouldn't have played. I'll, 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 I'll say that. That's fair. I it, it, To take a bit of a positive note here... I know Mbappe's hot and trending right now, but there's something really cool going on in Monaco in general. With, no, with I'm glad you brought talent. that up because I was going to bring that up I, too. I know, I know he's probably going to leave, but if I were him, I think that I would consider staying at least a year or two more just for my development. But who knows in a year or two, if they can keep these players and add some more and develop, this Monaco team might stop being a seller uh, uh, squad that has been in the last 10, 15 years and maybe actually might contend a bit, you know, be like the, the Dortmund of the late 90s. I don't know. I, I just think there's this was a very big win for Monaco, and they might have something going for the future. No, absolutely. Mir Gori, John Furlong. Here, a bit of a, a live news here as we're ending up the podcast. Halftime in both of the current Champions League games. Bayern Munich leads Real Madrid 1-0. Arturo Vidal, 25th minute header, but he also did miss a penalty, so it could have been 2-0 in that game, obviously, at the Allianz Arena. And then in the second game, Atletico Madrid leads Leicester City 1-0 on an Antoine Griezmann penalty. Your quick quick, quick predictions here for those two ties? Yeah, I think in the end, uh, uh, Atletico is going to end up winning okay. uh, today and, and next week, and I think uh, Bayern will end up passing. I think I'm. I'm gonna go with Real Madrid. I really. Okay. I, I'm gonna go with Real Madrid in that tie, and I'm gonna go with uh, Atletico Madrid in the other tie. Well, thank you, everybody. This is FUVFC. Have a wonderful Easter, and we will see you next week.